Hey folks, this is Don, your GM of this Starfinder podcast. It's been a little bit since you've heard from us, and for that, it's entirely my fault. We, uh, I ran into some uh, technical difficulties that proved to be near monumental to get over. Um, uh, you can, I sound nice right now, I'm sure, but that's because I have a, a nice new uh, mic arm for my Yeti, my blue Yeti mic. Um, the first time testing this mic went great, but then, uh, when it came time to record, it didn't sound so hot. In fact, it sounded too hot, really, and it's just taken me some time to get over my annoyance with myself, uh, annoyance with technology, and, um, yeah, I'm just getting it's gonna be a late episode, uh, but it's here, it's good, the, the gang all has fun, they get some fun Fun, uh, fun jabs in, and uh, should be a good time. And we're back on task to uh, release regularly once again. And I do apologize for those of you that have asked me what's happened. If we're all good, we are fine. We're healthy, as far as that goes. Um, it's just all on me. Also, while I have you here, and before we get into the show proper, I want to take a minute to say with my voice what I've been saying on social media for the last few weeks. The Hexgrid Heroes Podcast Network stands proudly with the Black Lives Matter movement. Several of us have been fighting along this fight against police brutality for years. And now that awareness is surging again, we will not be silent. The phrase all lives matter is garbage and means nothing until black lives matter as well. I encourage those that feel uncomfortable about this issue to listen to black voices learn about privilege, and grow. And with nothing else, let's get into the episode. Thank you. You are now listening to the Hexgrid Heroes Podcast Network. For sci-fi, Pokemon, high fantasy, or horror, check us out wherever you get podcasts and online at hexgridheroes.com. Neat. Okay, uh, so we are back with Hexgrid Heroes, the Triaxian Knights. Um, before we get into it, I know we're in a big battle, but something came up on Twitter that I, I can't ignore, especially uh, knowing my two of the three of my players. Uh, Thurston Hillman, uh, high up in the Starfinder section of the Paizo company, uh, they've been tweeting out during this uh, quarantine, like, fun little Starfinder Society facts. And it kind of leads into a good question for uh, you guys. So say you are an advanced civilization exploring the cosmos. Do you feel, do you personally as people feel that uh, a prime directive should be enforced or not? I'm going to go with Tracy first because I feel like she'll have. Are we answering this from Rhapsody's perspective or mine? Yours. I want yours. Well, Tracy's perspective on anything in life is pretty much the same. You just go with the flow. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can plan. You can you can want to have an ideal in your head. You can all this shit, and life's going to say fuck you anyhow. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of go out there and go with the flow and, and survive and hope you meet the nice folks and, and go on with your life. Okay, but say... You're 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 exploring and all this, and you come across a civilization 
and they are far, not beneath you, but far away from being able to comprehend the stuff that you guys deal with. Like, they don't have space travel. They don't have warp capabilities. Would you still interact with them? Or would you? do you think a, a system of, ooh, you have to be a certain level before we'll reveal ourselves? No, no. Ain't nobody beneath me. Very cool. Uh, Sean, how about you? Uh, I think it would be... Like, it's one thing if, like, they're literally at, like, a, we just figured out fire mm-hmm. stage. But, like, if they've got sufficiently advanced, you know, they, they've got um, civilization, mm-hmm. actually. Um, I don't see, like, maybe early on, like, if this is going to be, like, a extended relationship sort of thing, start dropping them, like, little advancements here and there. And like just to push them along a little bit faster and help them out. If they start using it the wrong way, you know, hold hold back, hold back, maybe interfere. Mm-hmm. But I think yeah, but it's better what, to what is, advance people. What what gives you the right to decide what's the wrong way and the right way? Well, if they start killing each other like all the way, like eradicate, yeah, it's probably the wrong way. So do you take away nuclear option when the missiles are in the air? Or before they're able to launch them. This, uh, was, this isn't me trolling you. No, I'm actually genuinely uh, interested because I, I, I'm I think, kind of mixed. I think I think in in that case it would probably be like, oh, you you used the weapon that we like. We didn't give you the weapon. You made the weapon with what we gave you. We're taking the mm-hmm. weapon away, and we're telling you no, knock that shit off. Gotcha. Don't. don't. <laughs> fucking kill everyone okay uh now for the non-star trek fan in the group uh eric what about you um so i googled prime directive real quick so i'd be up on this oh i'm sorry <laughs> yes uh, <laughs> no uh, yeah i've i've heard similar thing i just didn't like i've heard prime directive i've heard that i just never put together that they were the same thing yeah uh, i i think that you personally i would try to help them like into the next bracket you know oh nice yeah if if they're at iron maybe help them along into steel um if if they're at like uh electricity maybe steer them away from the uh the edisons and towards the teslas you know but oh nice that's a good that's a good twist on i love that i i don't think i would give them anything but i would help them figure it out assuming that i knew what it was like i knew how to yes yeah cool i like that a nice nice uh spectrum that you guys each have chosen i'm kind of the same way like i wouldn't i would definitely show like here are the tools you need here's also the dangers but like i would personally feel if i was in my uh starship on my own without like uh, government or uh, organizational oversight, like I would feel a certain responsibility to like, oh, you guys still have cancer, boop boop boop, and bounce. Like, but like, oh, you want to live forever? No, we don't have that yet. <laughs> like, just like you know, I would I would have a personal obligation to not be a shithead, but I also wouldn't be like. Again, you know, jumping up one bracket, I think that's a nice that's a nice compromise. That's good. That's good. 
uh, that don't really have a tie-in with the actual episode, but uh, they were just talking about it yesterday on Twitter, and it got my mind reeling, and uh, I was kind of like in a TV stupor, so I didn't really have a conversation in me, but now I do, and I wanted to ask my, some of my favorite nerds what they thought, so cool. I think the important part is don't pretend to be God. Yeah, I think that should or... be like... <laughs> If, if, if you're gonna if you're gonna bring God into this, then you've got to ask yourself: Maybe God put you in contact with these people so you can share this information with them. Oh shit! Grandfather paradox. I don't think that's a grandfather paradox. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I know you didn't immediately correct me, but you got really quiet, so I was starting to say yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like I felt like a like an absence of sound from your area. I'm like, nope, done. <laughs> <laughs> so I was right. Uh, I, I was right in knowing that I was wrong. Anyway, uh, last time, the four of you, Abs- uh, Rhapsody, Akim, Brasha, and Addy Star, have finally come upon the trio of soldiers that they were, that Akim and Rhapsody were initially sent out to find nearly a week ago. Uh, it's a crumbling stone building that... Y- Akim tried his best to sneak up to to get uh, lay the land, well, very poorly. But due to a uh, very poor stealth roll and uh, Rhapsody's uh, no nonsense charge forward sword drawn, they were immediately wise to you, and uh, a fight broke out. In the fight, uh, you you four teamed up with uh, the Rhyforian. Uh You guys meet up with the half elf Tybizen Magfina in a, a hooded robe, the large Rhyforian, the white furred kind of uh, dragon man without the wings named Divi, and flying around above uh, shooting two pistols was Tudrayan, the dragonkin. The seven of you uh, were locked in combat with a fully grown, fully enraged Rannonek and a uh, Maraquai Solarian off to the uh, back of the building in tattered clothes and robes in tattered clothes uh so we are uh way we left it last time akim just finished his turn and we are now at the top of the round first up and i have the initiatives right here glad you remember (laughs) i I didn't i had to go and listen (laughs) i had to go back and listen to uh the, uh, the order that things went in. So first up is the uh, fully grown Rannonek with uh, beneath him standing the Rhyforian with the tactical rotolaser and uh, young Brasha with his weapons out. So it's his turn. There are both of you. You both wounded him last turn. So I'm going to roll a D4 to see who he's going to attack, who they're going to attack. He's going to hit the Rhyforian. He's just going to come down with the slam. Oh, thank God. <laughs> uh, definitely hits uh, the Rhyforian just both arms down onto its onto the, the Rhyforian's shoulders that is 13 points of damage and uh, the Rhyforian uh, falls to his knees he's leaning heavily on his large gun and uh, the Randonex is breathing heavily above them uh, next up will be uh, the Solarian he just yeah, the Maraquai and I don't know I didn't I don't remember if I described what a Maraquois is, but think um, humanoid. Bug monkey. Bug monkey, sure. Yeah. Uh, 
fur covering all of its body where you don't where the uh, where the cloth the tattered cloth doesn't uh, cover got a tail but he's got insectoid eyes and he just got slashed from behind when Rhapsody went through Occam's portal last turn uh, so he took a good blow from behind so he is now uh, uh, reeling in pain and he turns around and you see uh, he's got this uh, amber amber moat uh, swirling around him and out from his hand comes a, uh, a long sword as well to match and this one's glowing in that same energy as the sword, as the uh, moat above, and uh, it's gonna swing at you. And uh, the way Solarians work is uh, they have the, they have access to these solar weapons, and this one comes down. It goes from the little floaty little moat thing uh, into this long sword, and as he swings out, let's see if he hits. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> does, a, <laughs> does a 15... Uh, actually, I know the answer. A 15 does not hit uh, any of Rhapsody's armor classes. <laughs> so he, he misses, and uh, he's he's like chittering to himself, and uh, you, you, you see he's just looking up at you, and he has to look all the way up at you with his bug eyes, and he's, he's looked fierce. He's wincing in pain, but next up, What is you? Uh, next up is Rhapsody. So uh, you want to return fire, as it were? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, hitting, but I did want to make sure you have your notes in case you forgot. I am mm-hmm. down for stamina. Okay. Uh, I did not have that down. I just trust you guys to. All right. Yeah. But yeah, I, I knew. Yeah, I knew it's it's hard to hit you, but I did manage to get something. Yeah, she's gonna swing. She's gonna use her long sword, which is the one with her. Uh, with the Eldritch Run on it. Oh, that's right. Yep. DR. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, 17 plus 5 to hit. So that's yes. a 23. <laughs> if I'm mathing right. You are mathing right. And uh, this this uh, Maricor is wearing a, a simple uh, leather armor with a multicolored uh, uh, coloration on it. So how much damage? 12. 12 points of damage. Okay. And no, she ain't moving. She's staying right in his face. All right. Do you want to say anything to him? No. Okay. She's she just gone kill this motherfucker. She <laughs> don't right. need to have a conversation with him. All right. Next up uh, is the uh, the trio. And the way I was doing it last episode, I'm going to continue this time, is just have all three of them go in one turn because there are so many moving pieces. So first up will be the uh, the hooded elf that you know is the, by the name of Tybeezen. She is going to, uh, she has, uh, she's at the back of the room, kind of near you, uh, but she's going to turn her attention to the large Rananek. She knows how good you are with the sword, so she's going to focus on that, and she's going to cast a spell that's sure to hit. Uh, as uh, she stands in one spot, she's going to cast magic missiles, a full round action, and three darts of magical energy pump forth from her elven fingers. I hate D4s. Six. Uh, nine points of damage to this Rananek. And the Rananek had already taken a good couple hits from uh, both Rhapsody and the Rhyphorian. So he's looking uh, quite low indeed right now. 
so that was her full round action. She's going to look to you. You can't really you know, like see her face from here. But uh, next up is uh, uh, the the Rhyforian. He has his survival knife out, and uh, if you remember last episode, he had he had uh, you know pushed aside his gun uh, that he was just leaning on. Now continuity error. And he's going to slash out again at this random X legs. He's going to get a bonus uh, because of Rasha's flank four on the die is not going to be able to hit this uh, large vampiric bear and he just grits his teeth and uh, he's just pissed off he's breathing heavy though all three of these uh, fighters now are looking worse for wear uh, and to finish off the flying dragonkin is up above on the stairs uh, is, a, is on the upper level above all of this and he's going to fire two blasts at the uh, the Marikoi that Rhapsody's fighting, so I'm going to have him fire twice because he has two pistols. Oh, geez, that's a nat 20. And uh, that three on the die will not hit. But critical effect, harmonic dirge pistol. Unfortunately, it's not the extreme blow, but... Dirge, harmonic, that's sound, so that's energy. Crit effect, attempt to free... Bull rush combat maneuver against the target at the same attack bonus regardless of range. So uh, the way I, I picture this, this kind of sonic weapon is going to be so powerful that it's going to attempt uh, to push him back using the uh, same attack bonus. That's a two on the die. So he's not pushed back, but he takes a large blast of this sonic wave uh, piercing into his ears. And he's going to take... Not a lot of damage. Oh, no, but he's sickened. Cool. Fun fact, sonic weapons technically work by liquefying your organs. Gross. Thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> so uh, th this this Marikoi, uh, as its body is being slowly eaten away by sound waves, uh, takes minimum damage, uh, but doubled. So four points of damage. And he is now uh, sickened, so he will be taking uh, penalties. Minus two penalty to ability checks, attack rolls, weapon damage rolls. So I need to make sure I have that written down. Sickened with this. Maybe that's why uh, the, he started liquefying his uh, inner ear membrane, and now he has vertigo. Uh, I don't know. Next up, uh, sorry? I said it would hurt. <laughs> it would definitely hurt, yeah, but just blast him with this uh, teeny little sonic pistol. Next up is Addie. She has her bow out, and uh, she is going to... Uh, I'll have her roll a d4 to determine who she wants to attack. The Ranonek. Nope, she is, she is going to shoot across the room to the Ameriquois. That she has a clear line of sight on. Plus five to this. Another three on the die. Three on the die has been what I've been rolling for literally everyone so far today. So uh, eight does not hit its KAC. So she misses, uh, throws her uh, bow down and draws out her hook sword and uh, uh, starts walking across the room, skirting around the Rana neck towards the uh, Marikoi that Rhapsody's in combat with. Next up is Brasha, please. Uh, Brasha looks to the... Uh... I'm sorry, I just had this... 
that well. Um, the Rhyforian, who had <clears throat> fallen to his knee just a second prior, and says, if you need to, you can get behind me. And then he kind of, like, takes a, a low squat stance, uh, just glaring down this Rananek. Jukes uh, left, stops, pulls his pistol out, and uh, he's, he's going to make a feint. Check. Oh, nice. And then... Yeah. Uh, so that is... Faint should be this guy. Uh, I'm going to re-roll that with my um, bluff bluff expertise. So that was nice, yep. Because that was dirt. Um, so that is a 23. Okay. And that uh, will you're... be against uh, either 10 plus sense motive or 15 plus one and a half the opponent's CR. Uh, this is only a CR3. Uh, it's It does not have a bluff uh, bonus being a, uh, a large monstrous animal. So this this feint goes off. Beautiful. Uh, so it is flat-footed for not just me, but everyone else until the end of my next round. Okay. And I'm going to pop a shot with my laser pistol. Okay. Ooh. Range attack bonus is 19 to hit. Definitely hits. Hooray! I can roll my tiny little d4 damage. <laughs> um, six damage. Okay, and do you get a plus three to that? I, I added it. It's a d4. Okay. Okay, no, d4 I just want to make sure three. that... Okay. Oh, nice. So you roll so six points of damage. Okay, this <laughs> thing is looking... You, you shoot it, and it just... The smell of its burnt fur just fills your nose as uh, Occam, you are up. All right, uh, oh. question... What's up? Um, do you do you have to have a full round to attack twice, or is it just? No, it's a full round. It's a full round. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, then I will be accepting another point of burn. Okay. Um, uh, which continues my incorporeality, but I'm nice. going to shoot once at the Renanek and once at the um, Maracoy. Okay. Um. <clears throat> Uh, both with a lagging infusion. Okay. Um, go ahead and fire. Uh, and then tell me what lagging infusion is to remind uh, the listeners and myself. Oh, shit. Um, helps if I don't drop my die. Um, uh, lagging infusion uh, gives them a minus two on all attacks, I believe. Oh, may wow. may do something more. Um, on just a hit. Uh, I have it put down as minus two on physical. Give me just a moment, and I'll find the rest of the wording. Sure. Yeah, yeah, no rush. While he's looking for that, I'll say, if the Rhyforian wants a sense motive to see if uh, <laughs> Brush is putting on false bravado, uh, when he says get behind me, he can. But it's a 24 bluff. <laughs> uh, okay, you know what? Uh... He uh, he believes you. He he uh, he looks at you, kind of cocks an eyebrow at someone much smaller than him, uh, trying to uh, you know take the lead. He and he, he kind of grits his teeth and uh, winces in pain as he starts eyeballing the door. Okay, so uh, yeah, it takes a minus two on all attack rolls for one round. Uh, there is no save; it's just 
I have to hit them. So, okay. uh, against the Rananak, uh, that's only going to be a 12 against DAC. Unfortunately, no. Yeah, that's only a minus two. Uh, it uh, EAC is now 14. Okay. And against the Maricoy, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be a. It's a minus four for double shot, right? Yes. Okay, so that's going to be also a 14. That hits. Oh, okay. Um,. I need to be four. Why am I scrolling? I don't know. <laughs> like, I was just leaning over and my screen started scrolling up. Uh, okay, so I guess it looks kind of good in that. Um, so five plus four, nine damage, and he's lagged. Okay, uh, yeah, this, uh, just about brings him to his knees. Uh, very good hit. Uh, and he is now sickened and lagging, so he is going to take, uh, several penalties, uh, when it is his turn. Uh, do you want to move? Oh, no, you can't. You, full round, you did attack. So, uh, next, top of the round, uh, the Rano Neck. Uh, he's going to go for Brasha. He sees that he's uh, r- the Randonek has brought the the Rhyphorian literally to their knees, so he is going to uh, punch down at um, Brasha. Just one attack. Oh, twenty one definitely hits you. Oh yeah. Uh, thirteen points of damage. So. <laughs> Brasha coughs up just a a few um, droplets of blood uh, still in his like lowered stance <clears throat> he, he kind of spits off to the side and goes is that all you've got you beast and, and uh, insert roar here <laughs> yeah I mean I can roar if you want to <laughs> Go for it. Yeah, you can roar back. Make. <laughs> I don't think it'd be much of a roar from him. It would be more of a... <sighs> I like it, and I'm stealing it. Thank you. Uh, so that I was the rant. Kiss at him like a kitty cat. I can't do that without the, uh, the Aristocats. <laughs> Bouncing up and down. <laughs> so that exchange happens uh, from uh, <laughs> behind them. The, the Marikoi is looking very, very badly hurt. Um, not a whole lot he can do. So seeing that he is all but beaten, this uh, this uh, Marikoi looks around. Uh, you can't, it doesn't really have pupils or irises or anything. So, give me a. Nah, it's fine. Seeing he's backed into a corner, he is going to uh, a summon within himself. He's going to put his arms to its chest and he's going to start to glow. And he is going to supernova right in front of you. Uh, this is the third round. He's been attuning cool each turn. Beans. 
Okay. Uh, so in his range, though, uh, not is not only Rhapsody, but Addy Star has moved up in range, and so has uh, the Flying Dragonkin. Uh, Dragonkin have to land when they fly they, until they hit a certain level. They can't just stay aloft. So it is going to hit Rhapsody, Addy, Dragonkin. So I need the three of you to roll me um, reflex saves. Yeah, see, I don't really have much of that in this heavy armor. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, seven. Okay. Not plus anything. So, uh, as... Unfortunately, uh... The only one to save was Addy Star. Uh, being a little more nimble, she was able to uh, uh, ward off some of this. So she's going to take half damage, but the rest of you are going to take 11 points of damage. And because you failed your reflex save, uh, he should be able to uh, push you 10 feet. Uh, however, you are up against the back wall here. That portal had opened up right behind him, and you're up against the wall. So. As he explodes out, this energy wave goes out. Dragon King gets pushed back 10 feet. You can't move. And uh, Addy kind of holds her ground. You are, Rhapsody, you are slammed uh, up against that stone wall. You just feel it start to crumble behind you as you take this uh, Solarian supernova. Cool. And uh, the Marquise is going to look at you, look at Addy. Uh, not pay any mind to the, the dragonkin that's got pushed far away. What do you want? What brings you to Lord Kriva's territory? Right now, I want to kill your ass. He's, he's just kind of scared. Uh, is that, are you intimidating? Sure. Go for it. I've got some of that somewhere on the sheet. Yeah, I'm certain a, you do. Yeah. I did a plus eight to that. <laughs> All right. And I rolled a 16. Okay. Uh, yeah, he is uh, demoralized. Okay, so he's now shaken for a round. Uh, so he's going to take another minus two to its attacks. <laughs> demoralized. And uh, he's just going to look at you and uh, just in disgust. Uh, he exploded. That's a standard. So I'm going to have him... He is going to try and scamper away, actually. Oh, wait, no, he's... Shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he can't do anything. So, yeah, he, he is uh, demoralized. You, you demoralized him, so he's shaking. So he is shaking in his leather boots right now. He cannot move. Uh, Rhapsody, it's uh, your turn right after uh, him, so... Well, as much as she'd love to just out-and-out out kill this guy, she... Uh... <laughs> She does have rules she has to follow, so she will point her sword at his throat and she'll tell him, surrender or die. He is going to look up at you, shaking, like like visibly his hands are shaking, the, the shitty little pistol in his, his hand, just useless. Whatever you do to me, Lord Kriva can do much worse. Death it is, and she'll shove the sword into his throat. Okay, uh, you, you'll get advantage, uh, not advantage, Jesus, you will get a bonus to this, uh, I, he's got a minus 
a lot. Uh, I got a 21 to hit before the bonus. Okay, yes. <laughs> you plunge, uh, you just, uh, tell me how you walk your sword through his throat. Nice and slowly. Okay. Uh, he, he, unable to move at all, the, the blade slides through his neck into his throat and out his back of the neck, and, uh, he burbles, and he falls slumped to the ground. Um, but the fight's not over. The Rananek, uh hearing, you know, recognizing, smelling the, the lifeblood of its, uh, uh, smelling the lifeblood in the air, turns and looks at you and sniffs, and uh, just eyes just kind of turn like a shark and just go black, and he is now enraged, not mechanically. Uh, Rhapsody, after you, that was uh, the trio's turn. So first up, uh, the uh, the elf from above. Uh, okay, from above, uh, the elf is uh, going to focus now fully on the Rananek and cast another spell uh, at the at, at the Rananek, and this one's going to be called Overheat. And okay, uh, so this elf kind of puts her puts her arms out towards the Rananek and a. Uh, heat collected from everything. You start to feel kind of the heat from this room uh, dissipate a little bit as it collects in her hands and you just see waves of fire go towards the Rananek and it's going to be a cone-shaped burst but the way uh, she is located it's only going to hit, just barely going to hit uh, only the Rananek this time and it's 2d8 fire damage. Uh, five points of damage as uh, these waves of fire just start cooking this Rananek alive and uh, she is going to uh, uh, start making her way across the uh, the upstairs upper balcony level uh, the dragonkin got hit pretty bad but the dragonkin is uh, too hurt to kind of continue so the dragon just nursing its wounds is going to stand up as a move action and uh, kind of look around at everything and uh, kind of slink off to the side here, uh, back away from the fight and all that. Uh, and then the Rhyphorian going to see, he's on his knees. He sees the fire. Uh, he's going to uh, take a guarded step back, uh, five foot step back. And that's all he's gonna be able to do. He is looking hurt as hell. Then Addie, uh, she was hurt by this, but she still has her hook sword out, so she's just going to take a step over to behind the Rana neck and where the, the flesh and the skin, the, the flesh and the fur is all still on fire, she's going to plunge her uh, hook sword right into its back near the spine. She'll get a plus two to this because she's blinking. It's EAC, or KAC is still lowered by two as well. Oh, thank you. So that is just enough to hit with without your uh, faint, this would not have connected. So she plunges it in and as she twists the sword in, she pulls it out, the hook kind of grabs hold of something and she starts to strip the spine out from the back of this random neck as it falls dead. And she's breathing heavily and she looks around at all of you. That was unpleasant. 
And you guys are now out of combat. Looks like you got yourself in a little scrape. Uh, who are you saying that to? To whoever, whichever of them's closest. They're all kind of equal distantly, as far away from you in the room as possible, but uh, they all start to collect together. Uh, the Rhyphorian uh, is having trouble moving at all, so the uh, Dragonkin's going to limp towards the uh, doorway of the building as uh, the elf meets at the bottom of the stairs. So those three are all at the door, and they kind of start uh, inspecting each other's wounds as you uh, walk up and say this. Um, yeah, uh, Shaw asks to if anybody, like, has... You know, if they if, if they need like her uh, healing potion thingies that I've got, Tybe. where I have healing serums. That's what I have. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, Tybezen will look up. Uh, the uh, the dragonkin and Rhyphorian are uh, painfully slowly uh, speaking in sign language to each other. Tybezen will look over at you as you walk up and say, "That would be very helpful." Yes. Uh, these two are quite wounded indeed. That, that blast, we weren't expecting him to be a Solarian. Uh, she'll reach into her pack and pull out a little pouch. It has uh, three Mark I healing serums and one Mark II healing serum. And hand okay. it over and, and tell them, you know, use what you need. Okay. Uh, your, your party members, Brasha, Akim, uh, how are you looking? Uh, uh, I have burn, but that's the only damage I've got. Okay, Brasha, I know you took a couple hits. Do you maybe want to take the higher level healing? Because I know no. I hit you a couple times. No? Uh, I got knocked down to HP, but that's about it. I, I'm uh, 19 out of 22 HP, so oh, I'm okay. I'm a little bruised up. I'm breathing heavy, but uh, for the most part, I'm fine. Okay. And they didn't get through through my stamina, so I'm just going to rest and use a resolve point. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you divvy up these things. Uh, the uh, the the dragonkin was hurt the the hardest. Well, the Raforian was hurt the hardest. The the big guy in the heavy armor was hit by the random neck several times. So he'll take the higher level one. Or no, you know what? No, I'm going to save the higher level one for the party. The NPCs can have the lower level one. So that was uh five points of healing for the Rhyphorian, so he's looking a little better, but he is winded as hell. Uh, the uh, Dragonkin, who was hurt quite bad, takes seven points of healing, so they are looking better as well, but they're all just covered in muck, covered in sweat, their own blood, other blood, uh, and they are just looking haggard as hell, uh, as you kind of all collect uh, yourselves. So they are going to, uh, for the next ten minutes, just post-run, just breathing heavily, laying on in the mud still. Uh, what's Brasha and Akim doing? Brasha's going to be going over the um, the Miroquois. Uh-huh. Uh, seeing what he had on him, and as he does so, he looks over to Rhapsody and goes, well, the good news is, uh, you killed him, and he said that anything you do the other person would do to you worse, so, you know, he'll be worse at killing you than you were at him, right? And he has a bit <laughs> of a forced smile on his face right now. Oh, sweetheart, many, many things have tried to kill me. Nothing succeeded yet. <laughs> Brasha tips whatever is uh, 
in his hand off of the uh, the body, <laughs> like the most recent thing he's grabbed and says, believe me, I know what you mean when you say that. <laughs> well, darlings, we were sent to find you, to help you, and here we are. Ichera sent you. She, she trusted you on this mission. Do you know? Do you know what we are? Oh, no, this is the elf, so I need to not do Addy. <coughs> Ichera sent you. She did. Seems our missions are kind of uh, running parallel to each other. All four of you are together. We are. Well, we need some sleep. It is getting quite late, and we have traveled through the day and night. This last stretch took quite a lot out of us. If uh, you are opposed to finding somewhere that we can make camp, it is very good to see you, if I must be honest. But now is maybe not the time to swap stories just yet. This is an outpost of Lord Creva, and we don't know... How many centuries could be on their way here? Well, let the boys finish going over the bodies and we'll get out of here. Uh, yes, help yourself to whatever they have. It it can't be much. Though he was a, a very powerful combatant, he could not stand up to the likes of us combined. And uh, on the body of the Ameriquois Solarian is a uh, skitter hide, which uh, the leather armor he wore. Um, give me a uh, physical science check really quickly. Uh, or no, en or engineering if you have that. That's Oh, that's I'm good. much better at engineering. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that is Brush's entire deal. Uh, it was a nat one, so it's definitely not his entire deal. Uh, it was a ten <laughs> overall. Okay. Uh, Akim. Sean, you're muted. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, I had just put my die down and I can't find it now. Um, so I'm grabbing another one. One second, those are all D12s. There's a D10. There it is. Uh, 14. Okay. Uh, 14. You know, the skitter hide is uh, leather armor made from the stitched together uh, pelts of the skittermander. Delightful. Yeah. Um... <laughs> With that uh, 14 as well, I'll just kind of give you a rundown of what else they have. They have a static Electrovore glove, which is kind of like a, a spiky cestus glove made from the Electrovore monster. It will uh, do um, electric... Oh, there we go. Uh, piercing and electric damage. It uh, does a D6 of damage. They have a... Uh, the pistol they have was called a Murmur Sonic Suppressor, which is kind of a pistol-y version of what you have. You're a street sweeper. Hmm. Uh, in one of the pockets you find a uh, uh, kind of weird gemstone shaped in a spindle uh, that's an Aeon stone the iridescent spindle uh, a corpse like an item stones, huh? oh yeah yeah they've always there've always been Aeon stones but uh, these are different oh, they're iron. iron stones yes oh okay yeah. they are different yeah, yeah. I will uh, I will uh, go over Aeon stones in just a moment uh, corpse lantern uh, it's a it's a it's a lantern that gives off a sickly green uh, oh, damn I close too too many tabs okay. <laughs> 
the corpse lantern. Uh, actually, I need a mysticism check from any of you if you have it. I got that. Cool. I might. Um. I don't. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'll go over the technical items. Uh, actually, that's the last one. So the last one's the Aeon Stone, the corpse lantern, and uh, a, a, a weird uh, another gemstone. But this looks like a legit gemstone, not like uh, the Aeon Stone. So Nineteen mysticism. Nine. Um, so with your mysticism, Aeon stones are uh, magical gemstones that are uh, most common over in the Aslanti Star Empire, a uh, couple solar systems away. Uh, we can get into the Aslanti in a moment. But uh, <laughs> these magical uh, gemstones come in various colors and shapes. This one is a clear spindle Aeon stone, and uh, it, it will increase your caster level by one. That's not helpful. That's not the one I want. It's an iridescent spindle. Thank you. I'm looking at... I put... Yeah, I looked at the wrong one. This one, it's a... That's one... Aeon Stones, mined from the Aslanti Star Empire, found in magic shops. They have uh, magical abilities depending on the the, uh, kind of configuration and color they are. The iridescent iridescent spindle uh, sustains you negating the need to breathe. So the way it works is it counts as one of your magical items worn. Uh, it can float around you a bit like a uh, Ion stone. And since you guys are both Pathfinder players, tell me, do you know what the iridescent Ion stone does? <laughs> uh, I think it does the same thing. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah, so the way it works is... You but I think it also it- makes you not have to eat. Uh, that's a different one for Starfinders. The clear spindle does the food or water. The iridescent one negates the need to breathe. So the way they work is you can have them set to float around you in an orbit, uh, which is neat, or you oh, can plug oh. it into your armor upgrade. Like your armor suit, you can like kind of plug it into where the uh, quote-unquote armor upgrade goes. So just think of it like a slotted gem in your armor. Uh, this one, it's uh, worth 740 credits if you don't want to use it, but it will make it so you don't have to breathe, uh, either in space or underwater or any of that stuff. Well, I already don't have to breathe. Yep. (laughs) So, uh, if the boys want it, they can take it. Okay. Brasher has already set it aside as a non-technical, uh... Artifact. Okay. Uh, well, Ra- Rhapsody will just kind of pick it up and, and look at it and hold it up to Jan's and uh, explain to you what it is. I, I look at Brasha. Like, do you want it? You could always roll off for it if you're. If like it doesn't sound like Brasha wants it at all. So. Uh... Okay, then I'll take it. I was gonna rock paper scissors him if you wanted it. We can, we can rock paper scissors. Oh yeah, just okay. for funsies. Go for yeah. See what, how it works. You want to straight roll? Oh, okay. Or... I, I was going to type it? in a GIF and then. Oh, do that. No, I like that better. Yeah, yeah. In the chat, and do a rock, paper, scissors for it. Okay, hold on. Uh, we are uh, not officially sanctioned by the Paizo Publishing Company. <laughs> you have fun. Whoops. Oops. Why are you both saying oops? It posted it immediately. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hold on. 
Okay. Oh, yeah, because in Discord, when you post a GIF, it immediately goes... Yeah, it didn't let me put, like, the comment to send. Okay, uh, I'm ready to send. Okay, hold on. Okay. (laughs) And then, once Sean's ready, Don, you want to just do a 3, 2, 1, and we'll post? Yes, I do, yes. Okay, uh, (laughs) so as they're standing there, uh, the two badly beaten people are breathing heavily, looking at uh, you guys standing off at each other. Uh, Addie Star is retrieving her bow and looking at you guys with uh, some puzzlement. Uh, three, two, one, go. <laughs> 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 and uh, Hawkins' uh, rock raised eyebrow beats Brasha's Edward Scissorhand gif. So, uh, <laughs> Ockham, you are now the proud member of a magical item. Uh, Found commonly in the Islanti Star Empire. So I'm going to... How are we I doing remember. No, no, no. Okay, we're <laughs> only 15 minutes in. Uh, we can talk about the Islanti as like a postscript to this episode. Let me just wrap all this up. Um, also, <laughs> Rhapsody, back to your uh, mysticism check. I'm so sorry. This is kind of off the rails. Uh, with your mysticism check, you also found what's called a corpse lantern. Uh, this uh, crudely constructed square box is a portable light source that functions as a lantern that never requires a battery but the light that comes off it when you like activate it uh and then settling pale green kind of illuminates uh 10 foot radius uh once per day is a standard action you can touch there's an arcane rune at the base of this thing and uh if you press that once a day uh all corpses within a 10 foot radio radius of its light will speak as per the grave word spell. Um, She's just going to pick that up and smash the fuck out of it. <laughs> Jesus, okay. Uh, light, though. What, one, one, one quick thing. If that's what you want to do, I'm not going to try and talk you out of it. I will just... Actually, no. If that's what you want to do, I won't even go any further. If that is a Rhapsody's immediate reaction... Sure. Uh, how do you want it? You just want to smash it on the ground against the it's, rock walls? It's, it's like, speak with dead. Yeah, she'll, she'll, that's precisely the problem. And so she will go, she will just pick it up and like slam it down on the ground and go to curb stomping it. It doesn't make them undead. Leave the dead alone, Sean. Specifically doesn't affect Leave the fucking dead alone. It's a light that doesn't take batteries. Is is Occam big enough to come stop her? Can I make a reflex check to try and stop her? Uh, you could do a sleight of hand if you want to uh, try and swipe it before her boot comes down on it. I'll give you that. Yeah, I'll do that. Uh, it's a 19. Uh, give me athletics, I guess, Rhapsody. Athletics first, uh, sleight of hand. Is that is that fair? Yeah, that's so. fine. I just, I, I've got to figure out if it's my athletics or my... Okay, I was trying to figure out which one my uh, agility booster helped. Okay. So yeah, I only got a thirteen athletics. Okay, yeah. Uh, as uh, as Rhapsody's I take a minus six penalty to those. <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah. As as Rhapsody's uh, boot comes uh, just thundering down like One Punch Man on this innocent uh, Magitek item, uh, <laughs> Brasha, you're able to just kind of duck down and just ninja snatch it out, and she just crushes the stone beneath. What are you doing? <laughs> Destroying it. I could see that. Why? 
There's no reason to destroy it. Darling, that thing lets you talk to the dead. Okay. It also lets you see in dark places for no cost, which we can use and make sure it doesn't fall into the wrong hands. Yes? I don't want y'all talking to these dead people. Now, I think uh, at this point I need to step in because Grave Words and Starfinder is different than Pathfinder, I think. Yeah, it is different, but I don't think it changes her opinion. No, no, I just, I, I know, I just want everyone, with your mysticism, I want Rhapsody to, you know, hear the info and then you respond back however you want. Uh, Grave Words is a zero-level necromancy point against it, okay? Uh, you force a touched corpse to talk to you but can't ask specific questions or communicate it with it at all. The corpse utters random sentences for one round with a 10% chance this information is of some use to you. Useful information, blah, blah, blah. The GM, blah, blah, blah. Uh, once a corpse has been subjected by any caster, any attempt is failed. A corpse must have a mouth to speak, and the spell doesn't affect a corpse that has been turned into an undead creature. So, you knew that already. I just yeah. want, you know, want the listeners to know. Now go ahead. Um, so, in response to her saying it forces the dead to, or like, I don't want to talk to the dead, or what? What she said? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just. Uh, <clears throat> I have no intention of speaking with the dead anyway. Their tales have been told. Ours are still going. This can help us. If I catch you using it to talk to the dead, I'm going to squish you as well as Atlantis. I can see in the dark already. But our friend Akim, he may have use for this, other than speaking with the dead. Yes? We could use it as a light post. If it is used in any other way, feel free, break it. I do not care. All right. Okay. Uh, so, also while rummaging through there, you were able to, when you were pulling out all the stuff, uh, there was a, uh, a, a, a stony kind of almost obsidian colored gemstone, uh, with that mysticism check that Rhapsody gave when she was kind of pouring over all the items. Uh, this is an earth elemental gem mark one. And as a standard action, you crush the gem, destroying it contained within appears, um, as if you had summoned a, a cast the spell summon creature, so you will have a uh, uh, a first level tiny earth elemental within this thing. Does that make sense? Did I just butcher that whole sentence? It summons a tiny earth elemental. Basically, yeah. I was trying to like f- flower up the wording as I'm reading this very mundane uh, <laughs> paragraph, but yeah. You don't need to know the spell. You don't need to be able to cast a spell. You can just crush this up and for uh, however long the spell goes for, the uh, elemental gem will be an earth elemental for you until it disappears to the plane of earth. Earth? Earth plane? What's the plane? I'm sorry. Elemental plane of earth. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, you have that as well. Uh, it's worth 250 credits. Um, so just 
a quick check showed summon creature as one round per level as the duration. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a third caster level. Yes. It's yeah. a third cast. Okay. Cool, cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Sean, for having my back on that one. As I'm like trying no to problem. flower up this description. Yes. Uh, it'll last for three rounds. Uh, they are t- they are tiny, but and they don't do a whole lot of damage. But uh, I'm sure you know three clever players such as yourselves will find a fun use for it. Sell it. That's fine too. Join us with your credits. Well, after she determines what this stuff is and has her little row with uh, Brasha over the corpse lantern, mm-hmm. um, she she will carry the lantern over to Ockham. And, and she'll be like, no, darling, this is for life. You use it to speak to the dead, and we're going to have problems. Okay. Where's the button? I'll cover it up. Yeah. Gonna put some ion, ta- ion tape over it? <laughs> just, just, no, no pressy. No pressy the button. Um, tell you what, uh, if you want to make a, if anyone wants to make an engineering check right now, uh, you can disable the button entirely. You know, you, I mean, one of you is a scrapper, the other is a tinkerer. I feel like this is within the realm of both of your expertises. If you guys want, you can just disable the button altogether. I feel like Brosh is better at disabling things in an <laughs> effective way than I am. Okay. I either just age it to the point of not working or unage it to the point of working. He actually tinkers. Sure. Yeah, uh, you could probably aid, though. You at least know a little bit I about it. I can try. Yeah, yeah if you have I, the I skill, you right. can. Yeah, you can definitely uh, attempt to aid. I'll try to aid. We're gonna activate this. I, I aid. Oh, I didn't I have got an eighteen great total. One. Ooh, that was better than mean, but I had a seventeen. So. Okay, seventeen plus his aid is nineteen. So yeah, uh, with a little bit of uh, you know, you go around, you look. There's shards of you know debris of the fallen you're able to like jam a bit of rock in between a crevice and uh this thing just will not push you can push it all you want but it doesn't activate See, problem solved all hopefully right. in the future we can figure out something more permanent but uh <clears throat> perhaps some fuse uh i forget what it's called the fusing tape ion tape, ion tape. Oh, yeah. oh okay shit <laughs> that is just what Don't it's called have some of that Sorry? Um, don't we have some of that? Uh, one of you might. I don't know. Or maybe Addie does. I don't. But, uh, perhaps some ion yeah, tape we could, uh, we could seal that shut permanently, but uh, for now, this will, this will do. All right. Well, these other three want to go ahead and make camp for the night somewhere away from here. So grab what you found and let's get on the road. Oh. We're still in the jungle, correct? Yes, you are deep, deep in the jungle. Okay. Yep. The uh, the area around here, you are. It's a the the ground is an, a little marshy because you're near a waterfall, and the whole area is kind of got that kind of soggy, <clears throat> not quite marsh, but very soggy soil type thing. The, the the trees around here are all kind of like a man, like mangrove style, just big. The branches are high up. But yeah, if uh, you guys want to uh, make uh, make your way away from this building, uh, leave it behind. Uh, the Randonek didn't have anything on it but fur and claws and meat, so I don't know if any of you 
want to harvest that. These are vampiric bears, so I don't know if um, that's going to play into anything for you, Rhapsody. I, I oh. think they're like biologically vampiric, not undead vampiric. Okay, that's that's how I read it too. I just didn't know. Yeah, if... uh, she doesn't know. Uh, uh, she didn't have high enough scores to to be trying to harvest this shit herself and do it successfully. Okay. She could whack at it with her sword if somebody wanted her to, but you know. Prasha would probably ask Addie if there's anything that she can maybe get from it, a meal or two, or if, if nothing less. Uh, Addie, the expert on beast, will, uh, as she's hiking everything, putting uh, the, the weapons. Uh, did I list the weapons? Yeah, the Electrovore static glove, the sonic pistol. Uh, so whatever you guys don't take and put on your own person, she'll be uh, stuffing in hers, and she'll look at it and just give it a kick. No, the the meat here is terrible. I don't. We don't know why they're how they're created, or if this is some sort of science project. But the meat is terrible. The fur is while thick, it's useless for any sort of construction, and the claws are while powerful, don't offer any sort of use. It's just trash, really. Occam's gonna look around the ruin and just like poke around, be nosy. Oh, uh, sure. Give me a perception check. That's 14 plus. Where did my sheet go? Where did my sheet go? Under your kneecaps. Perception. I thought you said 18. feet. You didn't say feet. No, uh... it's a sheet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought you said seat. <laughs> no, like, well, we're getting into dangerous territory. <laughs> uh, so your final score is uh, an eighteen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, digging around this this building, this construction, this structure rather is uh, just crumbling rock. Uh, this it was a, a a simple doorway into an open area with a balcony wrapping all the way around. Uh, there's small tables splintered and dead uh just you know destroyed by the uh, passage of time but uh, as you're poking around you do find like a little uh alcove underneath some piled rock there's a just a simple metal crate and within it you find uh two spell ampules and uh spell amps are uh like one use magic spells and uh and one of them uh you know You'll have to do actually. You'll have to do a mysticism check to uh, discover these. Uh, the, the plus what? Plus what? Plus what? Mysticism. Mm -hmm. Plus four twenty-two. Oh yeah, you're able to uh, note it. Uh, determine. Uh, you know. I don't know how you determine <laughs> spell amps are kind of like kind of just. Uh, you just load them. You can create. You can craft them uh, using mysticism using UPBs, but uh, one of them is the spell Stabilized, and the other is Keen Senses. Keen Senses, and... Okay. I keep hitting uh, Generate on this Loot Generator, and it just keeps giving me the same shit I've already given you. You just got three Corpse Lanterns. <laughs> but I hit it four times, and three out of the four had corpse lantern, spell ampules, and both. So okay, <laughs> I hit it a couple more times, and uh, you know you loot around. Uh, 
you find a uh, a little wallet, a uh, simple leather wallet with uh, 500 credits, um, a serum of Mark One Adaptive. Don't know what that is. Mark. Okay, I'm just not going to use that one. Um, a pair of uh, a pair of leather gloves that seem to be magical, and uh, an explorer hand coil. An explorer hand coil. Mm-hmm. Explorer hand coil. And you said some magic gloves. Yep. Ranged weapon. These uh these gloves coil are hand. uh. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Uh, the the gloves that you pick up, they are fine make. You can tell that the, the construction is very fine in these. Uh, they're not aged at all. They're not rotted out by the dampness. Uh, these are uh, reckless gloves. Thick leather gloves, often worn by aggressive vehicle pilots. Uh, you increase the collision DC of any vehicle you are driving by two, and you get a plus two circumstance bonus to your piloting checks when ramming or run over actions so you wouldn't be able to use this only on a, a mechanical vehicle like a speeder bike or a, a land cruiser you couldn't use this that's not true you could use it in your starship if you want to do collision i'm gonna give them the brush <laughs> <laughs> i'm not ramming my ship into shit <laughs> okay there you go these might prove useful in the future maybe you won't lose your ship Oh, shit. Maybe I shouldn't have given this to you, but the loot generator gave it. Uh, you know, tucked away, you have to, like, pull and dig this out of the muck, but uh, this hand coil, ex Explorer hand coil is a ultra-miniaturized version of the coil guns used on starships. Oh, it doesn't do that much damage. I thought it's... I saw starship, I'm like, fuck, you found a starship weapon in the mud. But, uh, <laughs> no, this is a miniaturized version of a coil gun that goes on a ship. It does a, a D6 of electrical damage uh, with an arc of... Uh, with a critical effect of arcing. So if you were able to do a really good hit, it would hit one target and kind of arc out and hit others. Okay. Chain lightning gun. Basically. Yeah. Chain lightning gun. That's a good way of putting it. Wow. Loot generators suck ass. <laughs> okay. You know what? 15 corpse lanterns. <laughs> one stabilized gem. I just hit it. Six, I just hit it six more times and I swear to I swear to Abadar, I swear to anyone that this would apply to... No, magic, not this. They, four out of the six were another corpse lantern. So uh, that's all you find. You find an explorer hand... Uh, I'll smash them all. <laughs> this is clearly a corpse lantern factory that has uh, gone out of business, and Rhapsody just goes office space on this uh, room full of corpse lanterns. So yeah, that's the loot you find. I try to be fun. The, uh, the stuff that uh, I was generating myself just sucked on this website that i won't name and i'll cut out when i'm editing but yeah you find a, a sizable amount of loot i did say 500 credits yeah um okay. i'll download that doesn't divide by three there's four but of you it now. divides by four um I'll, I'll download 125 uh to my helmet and and toss it to uh okay Russia. a bold choice Brasha says, well, he got half, I got half. <laughs> I say quarters. Be fair. Yeah, exactly. You got half of the quarters, I get half of the quarters. No, Brasha will take 125 and uh, 
he'll toss it to Rhapsody mid smashing of the I don't know, eighteenth <laughs> corpse lantern that he's just like ah. I keep clicking it while you guys are talking and I cannot get away from fucking corpse lanterns. Um at this point it's insulting. Uh Rhapsody will actually toss it to Addie, tell her to take her cut and give the uh rest to these three that are sitting wounded on the ground. Uh Addie will look surprised that um transfer over hers. Smile and uh, toss it over, and uh, Tybeezin, watching you just go to town on all these corpse lanterns, uh, takes it, and the uh, the other two, the wounded ones, they are long gone. They've started shuffling off. They're limping badly uh, into the woods, uh, back into the woods towards the waterfall, and uh, as you're walking along, you know, eventually you're going to find an area that uh, you look up, Akim, and you think your your portals could get everyone up. Repeat that. Uh, as you walk away from this structure, you go back into the jungle itself. Uh, you spend a little bit of time looking around. Uh, you explore near the waterfall, uh, but down where you're at on the level you're on, you see that there are plenty of trees down here, and you're able to find a couple that would suit your needs for uh, uh, camping out on. You guys have been oh, okay. camping for a solid full day. This was uh, supposed to be a bigger fight, but I thought uh, I thought a CR three uh, Solarian could stand up to a uh, Rhapsody a little better. (laughs) (laughs) Answer is no. Nope, apparently not. I need to go bigger. Oh, no, he was a CR4. I just looked at his... uh, Wait, what did I make him? What did I make? Oh, I made him a CR2. Whoops. I I was going to throw this uh, Solarian at you earlier is what it was. Anyway, you kicked its ass. Uh, He had it coming. Uh... You took his armor, his weapons, and all that. But yeah, after some time, you find a spot among some trees. It takes a little bit of doing, a little bit of a... Okay, Uh, Addie does the thing she did a couple nights ago where she slings uh, a couple cable lines over the branches above you. So if you guys need to kind of, you know, jungle rope swing across a couple trees to, like, stay near each other, but you're not all going to fit on one tree. So she's doing this and sets up camp, digs these things in, and uh, meanwhile, uh, Occam, you're going to portal everyone up, I assume, right? Yeah. Okay. You get everyone up. The uh, the uh, the Rhyphorian and the Dragonkin are looking uh, very weak. They aren't able to help a whole lot. So once they get up onto the branches and you guys start setting camp, they're just taking long breaths, collecting themselves. They've, they've taken the same 10 minutes to burn a resolve. I don't think NPCs get resolved, but for this, I'll say that Actually, yeah, they don't get stamina either. I forgot. And, and because stamina is such a new thing for me, I think everything has it. But no, the NPCs don't really have stamina. All three uh, are dead. Surprise. They were close. I My numbers, uh, uh, the Dragonkin had uh, two HP left. The Rhyphorian had one. The Elf stayed out. But that Randonek, uh nearly fucking got it. It was very close. I was, gonna, I was talking with Sean and Tracy before. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. And your advice of, I mean, it, this time around anyway, they were very close, but I'm going to let the dice uh, roll stand. So they are looking very rough. They're not going to be any good right now. Uh, the way healing works, I've been doing it kind of like how I play D&D home games where you sleep and you're fully restored. But actually the way it works is uh, overnight rest. You only get a certain amount of HP back per your level. 
Yeah, oh, in Pathfinder, shit. it's like your level plus your con mod. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it, it depends. Like, if you're in good conditions, it's level plus con, but normally it's just your level. Pathfinder 2nd Edition does your level times your con mod. Minimum. Oh, just, that can be huge. Yeah, but you get more hit points, too. Like you don't you don't roll for hit points in second edition. It's based off your class. Oh, like okay. If your class gives you eight hit points, you get eight hit points. Gotcha. Well, um, I can't, find, I can't find the rule, but it's not you don't get it all back. You get some. Yeah, you do get like your character level plus con. So overnight, these guys they are out for a while. Uh, Tybee's and the uh, the elf is gonna set them up. You know, get the tents going. Gonna. You know, follow, she took. She had the same survival training that Addie did. So, without hesitation, she's helping you guys get these uh, hammocks, these uh, these tents, you know, slammed into these uh, tree trunks and gets them put in and zips them up. And uh, it's gonna come to you guys, the four of you, and say, "Um, English, my traveling companion, traveling companions are not able to travel this way." They've taken too f far too much damage, and we're going to need some time to heal. But this blow to this Lord Kriva is momentum we cannot risk to lose. You were tasked with finding us, and you have found us uh, much worse off than before. Do you think you could scout ahead to find this Lord Kriva's base? Well, I'm not much of a scout. If you want it done quietly, you need to talk to the other ones. Not so much a reconnaissance, but rather, if you come across any structures such as this, if you could take them out. These are some ancient watch posts from a bygone era that Kriva uses as sentry towers. If you could Make your way around for a couple days while we heal up. We could rejoin you in a few cycles. Clear the path. Yes, precisely. That I can do. Uh, there's not much intel here. What Ichera was able to uncover was through ancient tomes that weren't as reliable as our drones are these days. But we do know that there are three more such as this spread out and in a centralized area within the jungle deeper is a long forgotten decrepit, I don't want to say castle, but a larger structure that Kriva has taken up occupancy in over the last few hundred years. Well, then it sounds like we have a job. Yes, and as, as I recall, you were searching for some scientist we have no we did see occasional signs of someone traversing through the forest but before the waterfall there was a, a kind of dead zone where all the vegetation was died sapped of all life somehow we believe perhaps that was part of it but we do know we came across uh i believe you found our trail a skirmish of sorts with some of these undead soldiers he brought with him. 
but he is deeper in the jungle still. We were only able to remove his honor god, as they called themselves. We'll find him. And as you uh, no doubt have been made aware, either by Ichera or by your own experiences, tech doesn't work as well here, so our comm units are all but garbage. We'll need some sort of sign that you are ready to storm ahead. She'll look at Arkham. Um, I'm looking to see if I have anything for that. That doesn't involve setting the jungle on fire. Uh, nope. Uh, basically, we will have to come back and get them. <laughs> She'll look at Brasha. <clears throat> Brasha's, like, deep in thought. Uh, grabs some of the, uh, the ion tape off of, uh, like, Occam's bag. Uh, holds uh, up a flash. Oh. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, we were... We we were talking about it at one point, but I don't think we ever actually got any. Oh, I thought y'all found some at the uh, ship crash site where we yeah, found I, I, Yeah, I could have swore I gave you ion tape. Maybe oh, then just... I thought Brasha took it. Uh, no, because I was looting the robot. You took it. That's what oh, it okay. was. Okay. Well, then That's right. I'll give you the ion tape roll because yeah. I rubbed things back to hell. Yep. So, uh, very so, nice. I'll, so I'll grab that and like hold up a flashbang and say, maybe this with one of Akam's portals, we could make a uh, a bright enough bang uh, to let you know. I, I have to tell you that I'm four levels away from being able to put a portal in the air. <laughs> <laughs> we're on top. We're in the jungle anyway. Like. <clears throat> I, I'm suggesting throwing it through your portal and praying that it goes high. Well, the problem with that is it... <laughs> oh, well, I guess if I throw it, it'd be okay. Well, while they're arguing, she'll yeah. look at Addy. Suggestions? Um, actually, just the one. Uh this and she's going to pull out her bow and uh fire take it and just fire it into the distance if you tell me if you use some of your engine no this is addy if you use some of your engineering ability uh and attach something to my arrow i can launch a grenade much further than you can throw it uh, i've got a riot grenade they're pretty damn loud that would be perfect yes and just know we don't use riot grenades until we're ready for them to come storming in. Works for me. Best of what we got. Thumbs up from Brasha. Okay. Uh, so Addie, well, she's she's completely finished with that. She she did take some damage, so she's kind of nursing. Her, uh, no, it didn't get past her stamina, so she's uh back to full health as well. So she is, uh, she got her bow back out and, uh, she's going to, uh, tell the, uh, tell offer to take first watch. She didn't take as much damage and she can attack silently. Um, Tybizen, you should sleep now. Get the head and 
by morning we will be gone already. Just listen for my signal. Can I put, like, I don't know what kind of, I, I'm guessing these people have these kind of hanging tents as well and such. Mm-hmm. But uh, is there a way for me to position my shield somewhere so that its uh, thermal regulator affects the two worst hurt people so that they can rest better? Yeah, yeah, I'll let yeah, I'll let that happen. Uh, you know what? You can use some ion tape. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the and the Dragonkin they had their uh, their kind of hammock tents, and that's how just standard tents work for the Kamora thing. They're <clears throat> used for their plenty of other things. I'll make up for uh, other ways you can lash this to stuff. But yeah, these two are right next to each other. So if you want to take a strip of uh, ion tape, permanently bonded things together like a weld. Uh, no, you use a zip stick to, uh, and that should have been in the loot as well, to activate it, and then you hit it with it again, and you're able to rip it off. Oh, okay. Unless so I'm mistaken. Let me, let me double check that, because I'm pretty sure with the other group, I, uh, I had that right, but Ion Tape, not from eBay. Tech item. Uh, single strip, easy to cut through, it has a weak adhesive. A second jolt causes it to revert to, yeah, so you zap it, it becomes uh, like a weld, and then you need a strong strength check, D28 strength to break it, uh, so good luck, Rhapsody. But uh, <laughs> but then you zap it again, and it becomes weak again. A uh, single strip can support up to 300 pounds. Your, your shield does not weigh 300 pounds. So, uh, yeah, you're able to just put a strip of this across. It's not nothing unseemly. You just put a you know a couple strategically placed spots, and uh, between it, and you just kind of like as you stand there and you get the shield up again. It's outside them. You just kind of see like visibly through there that the bags kind of slacken even further, and these guys are in a deep sleep and they're going to need to recover wounds for a while. And uh, there's mechanics for that. But uh, yeah, you're no, ready to do that. I posted in chat that I found the rules for healing. Okay, here we go. Thank you. One H. Okay, per level. Yeah. Then that <clears> suck. <throat> I thought it was plus something, but yeah, twenty-four hours. Two. That's what it was. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, with a, and I'll just say it here. So with a full night's rest, Tracy found me the rules. Thank you. Eight hours or sleep or more. One HP per level. Any significant interruption prevents it. Uh, if you undergo complete bed rest for twenty-four hours, you recover two HP per character level. Uh, and there are downtime rules in the uh, character operations manual book uh, that may help speed that up a bit. But for at least the next couple days, uh, these guys are going to be needing some uh, TLC. Tender loving care. And I technically have healing potions, but you mentioned before not wanting to have to deal with well, That's just a kind of a meta thing on my end. If you want to burn all your serums and have them up and ready you can but then you are out of serums oh I'll, you know there's three of them right uh-huh give them uh, each two of... Serum. that leaves me with three okay so yeah they are still uh down a good bit uh more than sleep but they kind of the plan of attack was let them get fully rested before they storm the castle so to speak so you guys are going to be the advanced scout uh tear ass through the jungle and take out whatever you see and they're going to uh, meet up with you when you guys are ready to uh, storm a castle I haven't given a name to yet do we love love 
Castle Dick Smash. You know what? Yeah. Dick Smash. Yeah, we've been a few episodes. I, I haven't edited uh, the most recent episode that came out, but I feel like you're either close, you're either close or close enough. So I will say, yeah, close enough. You guys have all leveled up, and uh, we're gonna do all that right now. I'm gonna kind of close out the episode with you all taking shifts, uh, sleeping. Uh, first, so first watch let's before we head out. So Addie will uh, take up the first watch. She has her bow out. Does anyone else want to join her for the first watch? I usually sit up with her. Okay. Cool. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to like force Rhapsody to always be with uh, Addie, but yeah, if Rhapsody, you want to take first watch with Addie? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Akin? Uh, I'll take last watch. Okay. So, uh, yeah, it'll just going to be two watches. You know, it's, it's, okay. it's well into the night. You guys were traveling for a good long while uh, in the dark and the fight took a bit and the the corpse lanterns destruction took some time so uh i'm going to close out this episode next week we're going to open up with uh rhapsody and addy's first watch and you guys will have all leveled up and we'll 